and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, indeed, You are the one who can hold us still in the midst of everything that life throws our way. And today and always, we choose to trust you. We choose to trust in your sovereignty. And we choose to trust in your goodness and might. Help us live that way every day in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hello, everyone. Good morning again. Welcome to our uh, daily worship and morning worship and prayer. We will continue with our series on the book of Hebrews and specifically on the faith of the people of God. Today, we will look at Sarah's life and her faith in God. Pull out your Bible. Let's read together our text from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 and 12. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. You know, the last few days, we have been going through the faith of the people of God, individuals who were commended for their faith. Here's my question. If you were in the Hebrews Hall of Faith, can you imagine how those two verses will be phrased based on how you now live? At the end of your life, if there, if there could be two statements that could sum up your faith in view of the life you live, what do you think it would be? You know, when I think about that, and I look at my flaws, my lack of faith at times, and my inability sometimes to see God's bigger perspective. I wonder if I could even make it there. You know, at times I wonder, will I make it there? We probably have that thought once in a while, especially when we seem to have faith blunders in our everyday living. You know, Sarah was no different. Hopefully, as we look at her life today, we will learn and see God's bigness in view of our puny lives and faith and truly put our faith in the God we serve. We will go back to Genesis and look at Sarah's, and look at Sarah's life. In Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3, let me read. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If you go down to verse 7 of that same chapter, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. You know, we see here God's original call and promise to Abraham. His line will be a mighty nation. To his offspring or to his child, God will give the land he walked on. Amazing, right? It's like uh, getting a prophetic word of blessing for your children. Who among you parents have felt that kind of excitement and elation when words of blessing were spoken over your children? I am sure most, if not all the parents listening now, have felt that kind of joy and anticipation of things to come. 
You look at your children and feel that, that joy every time. Others probably look at them in their sleep, lay hands and speak a prayer of blessing, claiming the promises of God. If not for your children, some of you listening here, perhaps for your grandchildren. It probably would have been uh, the same for Abraham and his wife, Sarah. They would have been, you know, feeling the excitement. The thing is, they had no children. They were promised not just a child, but a nation. In other words, a lot of lives through their lineage. Yet, through their, yeah, through their descendants, a lot of children, a nation through the descendants who will come after them. Yet, their current reality was very, very far from that promise. In fact, it wasn't just far. It was as if it was in another world. You know, in Genesis 17, we see God again promises a son to Abraham. Abraham laughs. The same happens again in Genesis 18. This time it was Sarah. In verses 9 to 12, let's read. They said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. The Lord said, I will sure, surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure. Sarah, who laughs at the idea, you know, did she laugh because she did not want the promise? You know, Sarah was laughing at the idea. Did she laugh because she did not want the promise? No, she laughed because it was impossible in her natural state for that promise to ever happen. She was barren. They knew she couldn't have children. She wasn't just barren, she was past the age. They were old and at the age where, you know, you were supposed to just enjoy grandchildren, not change diapers. They were, they were way past their honeymoon, and Sarah knew that. She was, you know, and matter of fact, speaking, she was already menopause. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. That's what the Bible says, and that's what it means. So on all counts, it was just a different world if it were to happen. It, it seemed, when they looked at their situation, it was never going to happen. And yet, it was the promise of God. And at the end of it all, Sarah was commended for her faith. What happened and what can we learn from it? Here are faith lessons on the life of Sarah. Number one, our faith can always grow and is not confined to the story of our past. And, you know, we need to always remember that. In Genesis 16, we read the story of Sarah and Hagar. Long and short of it, Sarah took matters in her own hands and forced the fulfillment of God's promise. She could not believe God's promise could stand on its own. She was barren. They've tried and it never worked. So she tried to have the promise of God happen through Hagar. How about you? What promises of God are you holding on to that seem impossible? Are you doing a Hagar and forcing it the natural way, even knowing it is not God's way? Promise of provision, promise of promotion. How are you forcing it to happen? And what do you believe? It's God's way. It's time to think about these things as we look at Sarah's life. Second lesson, God's faithfulness is what turns our unbelief to faith. In Genesis 21, let's read. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said, 
And the Lord did, did to Sarah as he had promised. Verse 5, it says, Abram was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. In verse 1, it says, God did just as he had said. And in verse 5, we see it happened when Abraham was a hundred years old, when Isaac was born to him. And in verse 6, read verse 6, And Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh over me. Amazing. You know, Sarah was incredulous. She couldn't for the life of her believe what God was promising. On every count, it was impossible. We saw how impossible it was. Yet, she saw God come through and the incredulity turned to joyful faith from unbelieving to a joyful believer. Why? Because God showed himself faithful. You know, too often we try so hard. We look for ways to increase our faith. Yet in reality, it is God who makes laughter for us. It is he who turns our incredulous thoughts to that of faith-filled declarations. Think about your situation. In what area of your life today do you need to put your trust in God? What seemingly impossible promises of His are you having a hard time believing and like Sarah, feel incredulous about, about? You know, areas where you even say, Lord, are you sure? You know, turn to God today and ask and claim that He may turn your doubt to faithful joy, just like He did with Sarah. He is faithful. God is faithful. Another lesson for us, God's power and purpose will prevail over human limitation. You know, when you look at God's promise to Abraham, it really was more than just the promise of God to an individual. It was the setting through which the rest of his plan for humanity was going to come about. Uh, there were natural limitations that plagued Abraham and Sarah. There were decades of waiting, not just days, decades of waiting. Uh, there was the natural impossibility of the promise. Yet we saw how it came to pass despite the seemingly impossible situation. When you look at the world around you, what seems impossible? What are the situations that make you wonder if God's purpose is ever going to unfold? Yes, God is faithful. He is good. He desires to bless His children with joy and laughter. But you see, the bigger picture is that as His children, we are part of God's bigger plan and purpose for all humanity. And it is well for us to make it our goal to live and take part in God's plan and purpose. That is always the bigger picture into which we look at our lives and everything that is happening in our world. Let us remember and hold on to this truth. The sovereign purpose of God is the bigger picture upon which we must view all of life. We have to filter everything around us through the sovereign purpose of God because that is much bigger than the things we see around us. It may not always make sense in the natural, but just as we saw in the life of Sarah, God's will and purpose will always come to pass. And as we end this morning, I'd like to pray for all of us that we may grasp in a deeper way, the truth of God's bigness, sovereignty, and divine purpose for all of life. Lord, we praise you for you are a God who can turn our mourning to joy, a God who gives laughter at the end of our pain, fulfilling your very promise for us. Help us today 
and always to have a view of the world we live in that's anchored on your bigger plan and purpose for all humanity. Help us submit to it and never take matters in our own hands. Increase our faith today so we may believe you in every area of our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Why don't we close this morning worshiping God once more? The same hands that hold the sea Still my soul and quiet me The same hands that hold the sea Still my soul and quiet You never let me go You hold me You hold me still You As we end this morning, let me quote this benediction from Hebrews. In Hebrews 13, verses 20 to 21, it says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.